Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the third Sunday of Easter. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. If you are interested in learning more about our children and family ministry, please see the Taste and See column in today's bulletin. There is information about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, along with other programs offered through this ministry. Please join us tonight from 6.30 to 7.30 here at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we pray benediction and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Beginning this weekend and continuing through May, you may purchase tickets after Mass for our two spring raffles. The baskets for our super basket raffle will be on display outside of church. Plans are underway to form a centering prayer group in the parish. As a form of contemplative prayer, centering prayer offers a space, a practice, and a community with which to listen for God in a restful and receptive way. See today's bulletin for additional information. Though the formal requirement for masking has been lifted, we invite you to make your own choice to continue masking and or social distancing while we currently face an uptick of COVID cases again, both in the county as well as in our own parish community. Assisting us today as our lector is, lectors are Fran Casillo, Irene Hearn, and Randy Kelly. Our altar server is Andrew Rusin. Our interpreter is Scott Dougherty. I am your cantor, Christine Jordanoff. Our organist is Bill Brinzer. And our celebrant is Father Michael Stumpf. Please remain seated throughout the entire Mass so that the interpreter may be seen. Please join with each other in singing our opening hymn, The Strife is O'er, number 525 in the Blue Hymnal.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Good morning, everyone. Celebrating the third Sunday of Easter, and actually, <laughs> we're celebrating Marathon Day here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, and so, those dear runners out there in the rain, hope and pray they are safe. But I always love uh, Marathon uh, Day because you can almost feel that runner energy coming from the city. As we gather, we gather in celebration of the Lord's love and the Lord's resurrection, and trusting that that resurrected Christ is here among us as we gather, we ask God's mercy to more fully open our hearts. Lord Jesus, you lived, died, and rose to new life. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you give us your spirit to encourage and to strengthen us. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you share your mission and your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, have mercy on us, forgive us of our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
gathering our prayers together, let us pray. May your people exalt forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, that rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the captain and the court officers had brought the apostles in and made them stand before the Sanhedrin, the high priest questioned them. We gave you strict orders, did we not, to stop teaching in that name. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and want to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles said in reply, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus though you had him killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to grant Israel repentance and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, as is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. The Sanhedrin ordered the apostles to stop speaking in the name of Jesus and dismiss them. So they left the presence of the Sanhedrin rejoicing that they had been found worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. His holy name, his anger lasts a moment. 
from the book of Revelation. I, John, looked and heard the voices of many angels who surrounded the throne and the living creatures and the elders. They were countless in number and they cried out in a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches, wisdom and strength, honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, everything in the universe cry out to the one who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be blessing and honor, glory and might forever and ever. The four living creatures answered, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon, Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other of his disciples. 
Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, no. So he said to them, cast the net over the right side of the boat and you will find something. So they cast it and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garments for he was lightly clad and he jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat for they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on the shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore full of 153 large fish. Even though, even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them. And in a like manner, the fish. Now, this was the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus had said a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, 
follow me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's better to obey God rather than men. Do you love me? And he jumped into the sea. I like that. (laughs) As I've been preaching during this Easter season, I have been trying to help open our minds and hearts and our souls to a deeper realization that the resurrected Christ is among us as much as and in the same ways that the risen Christ was among the early church. And I've been doing so by talking about the, the, the scripture writers, that the, those who wrote the gospels and wrote acts of the apostles and, and even the letters are writing those scripture passages we hear proclaimed multiple generations after the historical Jesus had died and risen to new life. And so these gospel writers are not so much trying to give an historical account of Jesus. They're talking about the history of Jesus and who he was, what he taught when he walked the earth, right? And the experiences, the resurrection. But they're doing so generations later. So they're actually speaking actually probably much more to their very own experience of the risen Christ that is among them within their community, in their prayer, in their breaking of bread, in the in the word of God and the tradition that is being passed down, the scriptures, right, in, in their communities. And so they're really talking more about the risen Lord than they are about the historical Jesus, okay? And, and so that's important because they're st- sharing their experiences in the writings of the risen Lord, very much like you and I experience the risen Lord in our own lives, in our own community, in word and in sacrament here, now, present, right? And today, I'd like to talk about the witness of Peter. One of the most profound proofs, if you will, proofs of the resurrection was the transformation of disciples and followers of Jesus how they changed in their lives, their hearts, their actions from being closed in, fearful, uh, sad, uh, broken, to proclaiming and living and loving and mercy. And so I want to share that in the manifestation and the example, or I even want to say the archetype of Peter, the disciple Peter. Remember, Peter, as we heard about him historically and the accounts of him in the Gospels, was one of the most bold of Jesus' followers. And remember, he is bold in his proclamation, he's bold in his faith, 
He's also bold in his stupidity, <laughs> right? <laughs> Remember that, right? He was the one that when Jesus said in one of the, a couple of the gospels, you know, uh, that I'm going to die and rise to new life, Peter was like, oh no, Lord, surely not you, right? And he's the one who was told, get behind me, you Satan, you tester, right? Also, Remember where we've left off on probably was a very true account of the historical Peter, the actual historical Peter. The Gospels, all of them, and the reason why we can say that it's almost surely historically what happened with Peter, is all the Gospels account Peter at the very end publicly denying Jesus, right? And in, in Luke's gospel, of course, three times he is asked by someone, aren't you one of his followers? You too are a Galilean, right? He's asked three times, and three times he publicly denies Luke's gospel and in John's gospel. I do not know him. That's where we've left off on kind of the historical Peter. Now we're picking up on the Peter that, of course, is connected to that historical Peter, but is much more also an embodiment of the community of disciples, those who are followers of Jesus, and notice how Peter has been changed and transformed. Three ways, there's more than that, but three I'd like to emphasize from today's readings. The way Peter is transformed, and of course, not just Peter, but the early community, this is a manifestation of the experience of the resurrected one. First of all, remember from the three times denying Jesus, when Jesus is in the court and being interrogated, to Acts of the Apostles that we heard in the first reading, where now Peter and the other disciples are brought in before that same Sanhedrin, that same group of the religious elite and authority of his time, think for us, being called in front of the Pope and the congregation of the doctrine of the faith, right? Being sat in a chair in the middle and being interrogated for what you've been saying, right or wrong, right? That, that's kind of what is going on here. So now Peter and the disciples are, are doing that and notice what Peter says. <laughs> the Peter that denied him and ran, now says, it is better for us to obey God instead of men. And he's saying that in front of the religious powers, right? The confrontation between truth and authority that is selfish, greedy, power-hungry, whatever, right? It is better for us to obey God than men. What a transformation. Second transformation. Back to Jesus and Peter, and Peter denying him three times. Now we pick up in today's gospel an experience of the resurrected Peter, the transformation that has happened in him and, of course, is happening in the community, the body of Christ, the people, that early church. And the question is, Peter, do you love me? And once again, Peter gets the opportunity 
it's kind of a reversal, <laughs> right? He's asked three times as like he denied three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And of course, Peter at this point in time even gets exasperated by the third question, you know? Of course you know that I love you. And of course, Peter is told that in that love of Christ Jesus, that means a growing in depth, a deepening emphasis, and it also means a self-giving servant love, right? Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed. Lastly, about Peter's transformation. This one's a little more subtle, but we know, we know that he's bold, but we have this strange uh, the gospel passage has beautiful phrases and images in it, but one of the, one of the, the funniest, I think, or most kind of strange, is when they're in the boat, it says that Jesus is standing on the shore, they don't recognize him, and finally, after this catch of large fish, the disciple whom Jesus loves says, it is the Lord. And the phrase or the scripture says that Peter tucked in his garments, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea, right? That was that. <laughs> I hope he could swim. <laughs> Maybe he was, I don't know. It's... <clears throat> so remember, this is resurrection experience of Jesus. This is actually an image of baptism. Plunged into the water to come out on the shore to encounter and experience the resurrected Lord and finally get a sense of that this truly is Jesus, right? Peter didn't notice it. It was the other disciple who did. He had to plunge into the water and get to the other side of the shore. And so he plunges more deeply into the experience of the Lord. He has the courage to do that. And so Peter is transformed generations later manifestation of, of the early church community and what's happening with them as well, right? And, and so uh, why, why am I sharing those things about Peter? Because once again, th this is not just Peter. This is the early church speaking about how the risen Christ is working in their lives and how they're being changed and transformed. And not just that early church, but the church of 2022, when we somehow experience, like Peter, the courage to stand up for the truth, the courage, especially in the face of authorities and greed and power, especially the powers of this world, and sometimes I want to say the powers of religion, right? To stand in solidarity with and help voice those who have no voice, the marginalized, the trodden down, the oppressed, the beat down, right? When that happens and that stirs in us, when we develop that courage and, and that slow transformation that happens in us, that's a manifestation of the resurrected Christ in the life of a disciple. When we grow in love, especially a self-giving desire to share and to serve and to feed, right, and to tend 
and to care for one another. When we grow in love and, and, and are willing and have the courage to enter more deeply into those mysterious relationships of love with our, our, our beloved, you know, our family, our friends, with the others in the Christian community around us and beyond out in the world, when we have this movement and desire to enter more fully and, and have the courage to enter more fully and deeply into, into love, that's a manifestation of the resurrected Christ present in the life of his disciples. And lastly, when we have the courage or something moves in us or stirs in us to plunge in, not just to, the, to our baptism, but deeper into this mystery of our faith, this experience of the Lord, to learn a little bit more about the scriptures or to, or to read them throughout the week, to, to spend time in, in prayer in whatever way we, we experience and, and, and live our life of prayer. When, when we feel a uh, desire to learn more about the crazy history of our lovely doctrine and theology in the church, right? Uh, anytime we plunge more fully and deeply into this experience of our faith in Christ, and full, if you have the courage and the desire to do that, and, and, and that slow change that happens in us, that's a manifestation of the risen Lord. Happened to Peter. Happened to that early church community. It happens in the world and in our lives right here, right now as his followers and disciples. So, obey God or men? Do you love me? It is the Lord. We together profess our faith. I'm going to ask three questions. Response to those questions is, I do. Do you believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of, of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the only uh, Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, crucified, died, buried, rose from the dead, and is now seated at the right hand of God the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? This is our faith that we profess through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. With trust in the risen Lord, we offer to God our needs and prayers. Our petition response this morning is, Come, resurrected Jesus. For a deepening of faith and joy in the newly baptized and in the whole church, we pray. Come, resurrected Come, Jesus. Come risen Jesus. 
for an end to the war in Ukraine, and for all who suffer from the wounds of war all over the world. We pray. Come, Come resurrected, resurrected Jesus. Jesus. For the courage and wisdom to celebrate the diversity of people and spiritual gifts in our midst, we pray. Come, Come resurrected, resurrected Jesus. Jesus. For all those celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, and baptisms, we pray. Come, Come resurrected Jesus. For all those on our prayer request list and the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers. We pray. Come, Come resurrected Jesus. We go forth in union with Pope Francis's intention for the month of May. We pray for all young people called to live life to the fullest. May they see in Mary's life the way to listen, the depth of discernment, the courage that faith generates, and the dedication to service. We pray. Come, Come resurrected Jesus. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Virginia Varhola Nesbitt and Diane Rufalo. May they be welcomed in God's kingdom, we pray. Come, Come resurrected Jesus. And we remember today Mary Fleischner and all the intentions present on the altar along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Come, Come resurrected, resurrected Jesus. Jesus. Please join me in praying the Hail Mary. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for, pray us. for us. Our prayer for the presentation of the gifts is number 855, Morning Has Broken.
pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive, Lord, we pray, the offerings of your exultant church. As you've given her cause for great gladness, grant also that the gifts we bring may bear fruit in perpetual happiness. Through Christ our Lord, amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and salvation, all times to claim you this time above all, to laud you more gloriously when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. For the old order has been destroyed. A universe cast down is renewed, and integrity of life is restored to us in Christ. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people, exalt in your praise. We join the heavenly powers and angelic host, singing together the unending hymn of your glory as we acclaim. are indeed holy Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending down your spirit on them like the dewfall, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was, was ended, he took the chalice, again giving thanks. He gave the chalice to his disciples, say, saying, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, we celebrate the memory of his death and resurrection, and we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to stand in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring us to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our bishop, all clergy, all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God, with the blessed apostles and all, and all the saints who have uh, pleased you throughout the ages, that we too may be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Please stand. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy, we may be freed from sin, protected from all anxiety, as we wait, as we wait in joyful hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Grant us 
peace and unity. That's in accordance with your will. For you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace the Lord be with you. We share with each other some sign of Christ's peace. resurrection and the life. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy. For those joining us virtually today, an act of spiritual communion my Jesus, I believe that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart as though you have already come. I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. communion is number 891, Ave Maria.
Let us pray. Look with kindness on your people, O Lord. Grant, we pray, those you've been pleased to renew with heavenly mysteries may obtain in their flesh the incorruptible glory of the resurrection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Of course, you remember Alleluia, right? Hallelujah. You guys remember? Hallelujah, right? Hallelujah. Remember? Right? Remember? Okay, good. <laughs> the Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ, alleluia, alleluia. Our closing song is number 685, How Can I Keep From Singing?